What is up everyone? It is Quinn here back with another video. And today I'm going to be going through my top 15 rookie wide receivers. So I think my last set of rookie rankings was top 12. Now we're going to be adding a few players going through my top 15. This is going to be my uh, last set of positional rankings before the NFL draft. And then in a day or two, I'll be going through like my top 24 big board. Remember, this is going to be for like dynasty rookie rankings. These are not for like real life NFL. So just keep that in mind. Um, and then I'm also going to be splitting these players up into different tiers to kind of just show the groupings and what guys I have in a similar range. As always, I want to hear your guys' opinions. You know, let me know if you think a player's too high or too low. At this point, pre-draft, there are still a lot of things up in the air. Obviously landing spot, but also draft capital. So maybe I think a guy's going too early. You think he's going to slip. I just want to, you know, hear your guys' thoughts down below. So let me know, and let's just jump right into it and starting off with my wide receiver one and my only tier one wide receiver. This is where I have Jackson Smith and Jigba. I feel like at this point in terms of like the fantasy community, it seems like he's pretty much the consensus wide receiver one, and it also feels like the NFL agrees he's currently minus 350 to be the first wide receiver selected. Obviously, you know, the major talking point with JSN is his crazy sophomore season, where he pretty much held his own with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, who we all know are both studs at the NFL level. And in terms of like super flex drafts, I personally like JSN as a top four rookie pick. So very high on him and think he's going to do great things. Now, moving over to tier two, I've got two guys in here. And as my wide receiver two, I have Jordan Addison out of USC. Now he's a guy who I do think his stock fell a little bit throughout the pre-draft process. Came in a little small at five foot 11, 173. At that size, he didn't test great. Had a 19th percentile speed score. 37th percentile burst, but we all know he's still a wildly talented wide receiver. He was Pitt's wide receiver one as a freshman, had a crazy sophomore season, played 14 games, caught 100 passes for 1,593 receiving yards and 17 touchdowns. Then for his junior year, transferred to USC, 11 games, 59 receptions, 875 receiving yards and eight touchdowns. He may not be a guy who has a crazy high ceiling of like a top five fantasy wide receiver, but I think he can be very, very productive. Maybe a high-end wide receiver too throughout his career, has a few peak seasons where he jumps into the top 10, and his draft capital has slipped a little bit. He's probably gonna be going later round one, which I do think could end up being a win if he lands on one of these top offenses, you know, connected to a great quarterback. Now my wide receiver three, also in tier two, going to be Quinton Johnston out of TCU. And similar to Addison, I feel like he didn't really do himself any favors when it came to his athletic testing. Not saying he tested poorly, you know, his 40 was in the mid fives, 66th percentile speed score, really strong 98th percentile burst score. But he was a guy who was billed as just this athletic freak. He was just gonna dominate, you know, every uh, testing metric. And that kind of made some of his flaws seem less important. I still think he's a guy who's going to end up in the first round, could have a similar thing to Addison where he ends up, you know, having a really strong landing spot because he does slip a little bit, but I definitely feel like you don't feel as great about Johnston as you did just a few months ago. Now shifting into my third tier, my wide receiver four, this is where I have Zay Flowers. And it looks like the NFL is very, very high on Zay Flowers. He's currently the betting favorite to be the second wide receiver off the board ahead of both Addison and Quinton Johnston. He's a guy who had pretty minimal production his freshman year, but then broke out in 2020, 11 games, 56 receptions, 
892 receiving yards and nine touchdowns. And then despite some tough quarterback play, Flowers managed to account for over 35% of his team's receiving yards in both 2021 and 2022. So maybe the counting stats didn't look crazy. I think especially that junior year, like the counting stats don't look great, but he was a huge, huge focal point of his offense in both of those seasons. And I do think if he gets a favorable landing spot, and maybe uh, Addison and Johnston don't, we could have a legit conversation about him jumping into tier two, or maybe even jumping those guys within that tier. Now, sticking around in tier three at my wide receiver five, I have Josh Downs out of North Carolina. Personally, a big fan of Downs. What he did in his sophomore season was truly incredible. 13 games, caught 101 passes for 1,335 receiving yards and eight touchdowns. It's even more impressive when you point to the 39% target share and 40% of the team's receiving yards. I do understand some of the concerns. Size-wise, he is pretty undersized, 5'9", 171, but I do think he can be very effective out of the slot in the NFL. And at this point, it looks like the draft capital has probably fallen somewhere on day two. Was hoping he'd get some, you know, maybe late round one hype, early round two. I think pretty much he could go anywhere, round two, round three, somewhere in that range. Now, my final tier three player is going to be Jalen Hyatt, my wide receiver six. And I feel like looking at this wide receiver class, he has to probably be the biggest wild card, you know, if not one of the biggest wild cards here. He's a guy who didn't hit 300 receiving yards in 2020 or 2021. And typically, right, if you're ranking a wide receiver this high, it's not a great sign when they're not breaking out until their junior season. Looking at the 2021 season, Hyatt was outproduced by Cedric Tillman, who's also in this class, Valus Jones, who just did absolutely nothing as a rookie, and then Javonta Payton, who I believe is currently in the XFL. So it's not great that he wasn't deemed good enough to play over any of those guys. But I mean, when he got the opportunity, he absolutely exploded, caught 67 passes for 1,267 yards and 15 touchdowns. But then you also have the fact that Tennessee used him very creatively and they put him in some really, really strong opportunities, you know, to win different plays which is something we just don't know if that's going to be able to carry over to the next level. At this point, I wouldn't be shocked if he was a hit at the next level, and I just also wouldn't be super surprised if he just totally flamed out. I feel like people you know, have kind of polarizing views on him. Either they're very, very in or they're very, very out. So maybe me having him ranked here at wide receiver six, I'm probably not going to get any shares anyway because someone is going to reach for him but I guess we'll kind of just wait and see. Now in tier four, I just have one player here, my wide receiver seven, Marvin Mims. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like the NFL is overly high on him, but I would still be expecting day two capital. I can't see him falling to like round four, round five. He was Oklahoma's wide receiver one for all three of his college seasons. He's not a guy who's going to have a crazy high target share, but he can totally make the most of his opportunities. 22 yards per reception as a sophomore, and then repeated that pretty much with 20 yards per reception as a junior. Now shifting into tier five as my wide receiver eight, I already mentioned this guy. It's going to be Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee, just like Jalen Hyatt. And I think he's going to start the biggest tier here with tier five. And Tillman is a guy who did have a very late breakout, pretty much a non-factor in his first three college seasons, then exploded in 2021 for 1,081 receiving yards and 12 touchdowns. And it looked like early on in 2022 that he was going to repeat that big season, started off with two strong games, six for 68, 
and then had a 9 for 162 and a touchdown. Then he suffered an ankle injury week three, which held him out for most of the season. He returned later on, looked a step slower, but he did cap off the season with a nine for 81 and two touchdown performance. I feel like the NFL does seem to be fairly high on Tillman. I would be expecting him to go somewhere in round two, probably at worst round three. So definitely someone to keep an eye on, especially if he can secure solid round two capital, especially early round two. It could be someone who's very interesting. Now at wide receiver nine here, I have Kayshawn Boutte, and he's just a really, really tough guy to rank because we're kind of getting to the point with these wide receivers where in rookie drafts, I'd probably prefer to just throw shots at different running backs. But if you're drafting Boutte, you're definitely hoping he can kind of find that 2020-2021 form. He had that sophomore season where he was looking very solid, shortened by an ankle injury. He's had two surgeries on that ankle, and it's kind of a tough reality, but it's possible he's just not going to be the same guy physically, you know, coming off of that ankle injury. He had a very disappointing junior season and then pretty much tanked the combine aside from like a decent 40 time. I think he's one of the players I'm most interested to see where he gets drafted. Like, is he even going round two? Is he going round three? I mean, if he's fallen to day three, which I wouldn't expect, but if he does, you just have to imagine the medicals are not looking good there. Also in tier five, I have A.T. Perry out of Wake Forest. He's a guy here where if I'm going to take a shot on one of these wide receivers, let's just take a swing on a super physically talented one. Six, three and a half, 195 pounds. Ran a 4-4-7-40. He is an older prospect at 23, but he also has two seasons with big-time production. Best season came in 2021, caught 71 passes for 1,293 receiving yards and 15 touchdowns. Another guy here, you're kind of just hoping he gets picked somewhere in day two, um, probably looking at more around three if we're being realistic. Now my wide receiver 11, still in tier five, Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. He's a guy I was a little bit higher on a few weeks ago, but the lack of NFL hype is just tough here. He's an older prospect as a 23, almost 23-year-old, and he's not a guy who's going to wow you athletically, but I also don't think he's like a complete liability in that area. He's a guy with three strong seasons of production and had a big 2022 on a very tough offense where he saw 34.1% target share and then 37% of the team's receiving yards. I do think he's someone who can be a solid volume option out of the slot and is someone who could be interesting in uh, PPR leagues. Then for my final player in tier five, I have Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati. He's a player who had a third year breakout in 2022. He played a role as a sophomore, 520 yards for five touchdowns. But in 2022, definitely his biggest season, 11 games, 54 receptions, 899 yards and nine touchdowns. I think at this point, he's someone who's probably also going to be going off the board on day two. Kind of a trend here with a lot of these guys. Don't know exactly where, you know, round two, round three, but somewhere in day two is probably where he is going to fall. Now, shifting into my final tier, tier six, my wide receiver 13, I have Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss. He's a dude who had super limited production as a freshman, had a role as a sophomore, but averaged under 50 yards a game, started showing signs of a breakout in 2021, but only logged six games, caught 22 passes for 346 yards and three touchdowns. And then his senior season, his best year, 51 for 861 and five touchdowns. Now looking at that production, 
it's definitely not ideal. I think what you're kind of shooting for here with Mingo is he's super physically talented. Six foot one, 226, ran a 4.46.40, which at 226 is very impressive. 96th percentile speed score, 91st percentile burst score. I think he's someone the NFL is probably going to like more than you would expect. Just looking at the production, because he is so physically talented. The issue is, though, if you are that great physically, like, why are we waiting until the senior year to have the big breakout? That would be the concern there for me. But I mean, if you're picking someone here, you know, wide receiver 13, you might as well just throw a dart on someone who does have that physical talent. Now at uh, wide receiver 14, have Rashi Rice out of SMU. He was a guy who had decent production in his first three seasons, but really had the breakout here in 2022. 12 games, 96 receptions, 1,355 receiving yards, and 10 touchdowns. Kind of similar to Mingo here, but just definitely not ideal to have a late breakout, especially here at SMU against lesser competition. But, you know, like I said, throwing darts at this point. And then to wrap up these rankings, my final player here in Tier 6 Tank Dell out of Houston. He's a guy who went for 1,300 plus receiving yards the past two seasons. The clear red flag here, five foot eight, 165, very, very undersized. Also an older prospect at 23 years old, which isn't ideal. Despite some of those physical limitations, he was still a guy who was able to win at all three levels. A super fun guy to watch play if you're just trying to look at highlights. And he also is a very solid punt returner, so that could be a factor that kind of helps him make a roster. Like I kind of mentioned, a lot of these back end of the wide receivers, I'd probably be punting the position in my rookie drafts and looking to throw darts at either running backs or tight ends. But if you are interested in these guys, you know, laid them out here with these tiers, but that is going to wrap it up for my top 15. Let me know what you guys think. If you stuck around all the way till the end, thank you. Do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and then stay tuned for my top 24 big board. But thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.